Hey ladies, how you doing out there, you gangsters and you senior citizens of the world? I just want to let you know that I'm here. I'm starting my new podcast with Anchor. It's free, so I thought, why not give it a try? There's creation tools there that allow you to edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. And Anchor will distribute my podcast, so it will be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can also make money from your own podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place, at home. During the coronavirus epidemic, this is where we're going to be. So, it's a mandatory call to action that we... Take anchor. The Atlanta child murder. This insider believes someone else was behind. What compelled you after all these years to come forward? Um, is it something that's been weighing heavy on your heart? I'm getting ready to die. This is a man we'll refer to as Larry. We're keeping his identity undercover because he fears retribution for what he's about to reveal. He says he lived a double life as a Klan member during the top secret KKK investigation called the 8100 file. Nearly 40 years ago, the investigation looked into controversial claims that suggested the Klan could be responsible for the Atlanta Chow murders. This is the most heinous crimes committed in the nation. Killing those kids. What harm did they do anybody? None. The missing and murdered children as always. Stuck with you. Documents state that investigators had at least two strategically placed sources. Larry says he became one after a Klan member approached him. And he uh, asked me if I wanted to join the Klan. And so he did, as an undercover agent. Then I was asked to be the bodyguard of the Grand Dragon. As Larry shared his story, he outlined in details information about the individuals profiled in the KKK investigation. After four or five meetings, uh, the missing and murdered children come up. And says, we got to get them. We got to start a war. That's exactly what the 8100 file details. Within the documents, law enforcement officials explain that the investigation was kept secret and sealed away from the public due to fears it would cause a race riot. 11 Alive first reported on the 8100 file back in 1986 and we uncovered it recently. Clans wasn't after uh, girls, they were after males. Cause males could cause a lot of problems when they got big, when they growed up. Larry says he wore an audio recorder which could record up to 10 hours. Documents show the audio recordings were approved by authorities. You gotta find a lot of records was intentionally destroyed by these agencies. They didn't want the public to know. He's right. We confirmed that all audio recordings, including those wiretaps, were destroyed. When Wayne Williams was convicted of two, I said, we quit. This is it. We can close it out. 
The GBI helped lead the original KKK investigation. A spokesperson says they destroyed the evidence once agents dismissed a link to the Klan. Documents also state that APD was also involved in the 8100 file. They told us, quote, Our investigators have not encountered any files outlining KKK involvement. Larry also recalls details about the boy mentioned in the files, Luby Jeter, who one day bumped his go-kart into a clan member's car. They referred to him as a kid had run into a car, a truck or something with a uh, four-wheeler or a go-kart or something. And on February 5th, 1981, Luby Jeter was found dead. I hope they find justice. They're still human, they still bleed, and uh, they hurt. I could hear it in your voice and in your emotions that this is a story that has stayed with you. I can't do nothing for them. By the way, we reached out to several law enforcement officials listed in the 8100 file to ask specific questions about the informants that helped with that investigation. With all the time that has passed by, folks, some of them have died. Others declined our request for an interview. You can watch our entire series, Murder in Black and White, right now on 11 Alive's YouTube channel. Or you can continue. Children on Red Wine Road. Now, they haven't identified them. Yeah. Okay, with the Atlanta child murders starring Morgan Freeman. In a late development, one of the boys that was found this afternoon on Red Wine Road in DeKalb County has been identified as Christopher Richardson, son of Selena, who lives at 624. I'm so sorry, Miss Cobb. Could you tell us how you feel? Anything, anything at all, ma'am. Get out! As you can see, she just found out that her child has been murdered by the Atlanta child murderers. Apparently, there's not just the black guy with the glasses, but apparently the KKK killed a few too. Jones. I never believed it could be a black man. Can you explain how you get some 
I'll check on any rejected applicants. Just in case somebody bitter about being turned down for a job. I want you to put tapes on their cars. Now they're at the funeral. Thousands of people seem to be attending. Looks like an Emmett Till setting. So, 
you got the KKK trailing behind a serial murder. Murderer. So they just accused the police officer of doing some of this shit. But the police are the are accusing the police. Understand? That's a white man talking too. And a white man and a black man accusing a white man who is Charlie Sheen or Charlie Sheen's daddy. This is an all-star cast. I just realized that. Thank <laughs> you. 
George Floyd, mama. going to become more important to his mama. mother in his death than he ever dreamed that he could be in his life. Did the kids call? No. Why? I was supposed to pick them up and I had trouble with the car. When were you supposed to pick them up? More than an hour ago now. I'm scared of beavers.
Thought I got got by the, the Atlanta child murderer for a second. Shit, hold up. All right, let me get y'all back on track because that was so. Uh...
walkie-talkies boomed from their cars. Everybody in the neighborhood knew that there was something wrong. took the police on a wild goose chase and then he killed some more motherfuckers.
spin. doing all of this and the whole time he the murderer I'm trying to understand what the fuck is going on here So I guess they done creeped into the motherfucker's house. And they are and I got the man's carpet while he out parading around the streets playing like he ain't did shit. Well, I don't understand how you feel. I detected this. And they just let you go. What was the fucking purpose of the lie detector test? And then two days after that, somebody else came up dead, by the way. Between him and the KKK? Wait a minute. What? Who was responsible for the Atlanta child murders? Wayne Bertram Williams. 
According to Wikipedia, Wayne Bertram Williams is an American serial killer serving life imprisonment for the 1981 killing of two men in Atlanta, Georgia, and the police believe that he is responsible for at least 23 of the 30 Atlanta murders of 1979 to 1981, also known as the Atlanta Child Murders. is to blame for all the Atlanta child murders, but as he was emerging as the key suspect in the case, another set of suspects stayed almost entirely under the radar until now. In a story you only see here, we comb through thousands of pages to bring you a secret investigation into possible KKK involvement. Explain to us what we're looking at. So this is the official Missing and Murdered Children's Task Force file. These are approximately 30,000 pages. Retired 11 Alive journalist Paul Crawley covered the case extensively as the nightmare unfolded, terrorizing Atlanta's black neighborhoods between 1979 to 1981. But there was a separate, top-secret investigation that was apparently withheld from the public because Atlanta was, quote, faced with an extremely explosive racial problem, end quote. The KKK investigation, which was referred to as the 8100 file, investigated claims suggesting the Ku Klux Klan could be responsible for the Atlanta Chow murders. According to the documents, the investigation lasted for two months and ended a month before Wayne Williams was considered a suspect. The 8100 file was not presented during the Wayne Williams trial. Former juror Clarice Flournoy Green helped convict Williams, who's serving a life sentence for the murder of two adult men. He was linked to the child murders, but was never convicted. Here you are, an Atlantan, and you convict an Atlantan and a young black male at that. She stands behind her decision based on the evidence that was available. Do you feel if this was presented during that time that maybe it could have changed the hearts and minds of some of the jurors who were sitting in the courtroom with you? It may have, depending on what's all in there, since we didn't get a chance to see it. The operation includes weeks of physical surveillance, wiretaps on phone conversations, polygraph tests, and information from informants who knew the Klan members. The investigation closely focused on the death of 14-year-old Luby Jeter, outlining information that a Klan member was responsible for his murder. According to documents, the then-GBI director, Phil Peters, asked for it to be kept a separate investigation, that if the investigation, quote, leaked out, it would possibly cause a race riot, end quote. Documents indicate that Klansmen were followed for weeks to find a link between them and victim Luby Jeter, who apparently came in contact with one of them after he bumped his go-kart on a Klan member's car. The informant stated that the Klansman was angered by that and, quote, admitted that he wanted to kill Jeter, end quote. Luby Jeter's body was found February 5th, 1981. Documents reveal the conversations that were monitored. The informant claimed a Klansman asked him to help on the child murders. He was given a polygraph test and passed. The source advised that the KKK was, quote, creating an uprising among the blacks, that they were killing the children, and that they are going to do one each month until things blow up, end quote. Two months 
after the investigation started, the 8100 file says the Klansmen were brought in for questioning and given a polygraph test and passed. According to the documents, that's when the investigation was considered closed. Decades after the killing spree started, the debate of who did it still continues. Crawley says this story remains just as complicated as the day he started reporting on it. It was pretty frightening for all of us because we knew that whoever it was was out there watching everything we did and said. And that was pretty scary. Moments after this report first aired, my phone rang. What compelled you after all these years to come forward? I'm getting ready to die. You said something. Basically, I'm looking it's at this, and if you look at the uh, guy, Wayne Williams, um, it don't even seem he had the physical energy <laughs> to kill all these people and do all of these, and he may have did something, or one or two, maybe the first two. But I truly believe that the Ku Klux Klan, also known as the KKK, were killing those black people and those black kids. Because, first of all, why would you kill kids and then kill adults? And you ain't that big of a man to kill no grown-ass man. I don't give a fuck how helpless he looks. He wasn't that... His head and his face was built that way, but his body wasn't. That's all I'm saying. 